Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seeractivation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to Upgrading Your Prophetic Vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the Spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. Hey there, everybody. I want to welcome you to our pre and your strong celebration. And we wanted to talk to you about marriage and about one of the most, I think, important topics today, because as you realize, everything rises and falls on a relationship to the degree you're able to have healthy relationships is the degree you're, you're, you're able to um, see uh, success and prosperity in an accelerated fashion because we live in an ecosystem and all of us um, want to commune because we're a part of community. And I think that's why social media is so um, uh, so 
important in today's uh, society because what people are looking for, they're looking for connectivity. They want to connect with someone that gets you. And mm-hmm. one of the greatest relationships that we can have as, as far as being able to connect with someone is marriage. We have all kinds of relationships today. You have professional relationships, you have friendships, uh, and then, of course, you have enemies. And all of those, either way, um, our relationships is basically yeah. how we relate to one another. Mm-hmm. But the most intimate of all is marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted to uh, just have a brief conversation with you about our topic, Married to Power, and mm-hmm. start off the conversation firstly by thanking you for being a part of um, Andrew Year Strong, which is happening uh, uh, December the 12th to the um, 14th, 2019, going into 2020. And our theme this year is Open Heaven. Yeah. So um, you were key, one of the, the, the first couples to call. We have uh, some friend couples, and I always was the single one. <laughs> and now when we get together, I'm actually married, and it, and it, and it really does feel good. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, statistics says 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. And those, those st- statistics are climbing um, mm-hmm. even today. So um, I want to talk to you about your journey. Um, and just try to cover all the uh, aspects of marriage. Mm -hmm. For you, um, if you can go all the way back when you were single, (laughs) and that might be a long time ago, what were you looking for in a spouse? You want to go first? Well, ladies, for a gentleman. Okay. Well, for me, when I was single, I... uh, was looking for someone who I could, who could understand who I am, who could understand not only who I am as a woman, but who can understand my assignment, understand my calling. And when you start to, to look for that, a lot of people are out of the picture automatically because you find out that they don't necessarily have nice people, but they don't necessarily have the capacity to understand your assignment. I think that was one of the biggest things yeah, that absolutely. the most important things that I was looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, people, most people marry by preference as opposed to purpose. And mm-hmm. it's not just about your preferences. Uh, you could have preferences, but I think the first thing is to really see if someone's going to fit within the scope of your overall purpose mm-hmm. and assignment. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you start. And then, of course, the attraction. Yes, that's very important. Uh, the ability to be able to communicate and relate. And we found out something. Um, it's really important to have someone that's like you. Yeah. A lot of people talk about, well, opposites attract. Well, they're going to be complementary uh areas but mm-hmm. but you have to have someone that likes what you like so you have to find that person that, because then you're going to be able to enjoy being with each other because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have because you have common interests right mm-hmm. i like that I, I like the whole idea of common interest and capacity yes. you want to elaborate on that yes when i say capacity i mean that when i sit down with for instance if if there was a gentleman who was interested in me when i was single and I begin to say things like uh, callings or um, 
this this anointings or purpose <laughs> or uh, even legacy, you know, those types of terminologies right off the top. If they cannot understand or get involved in, in a dialogue with me, then I understand that their capacity may be limited. You know, you know, first of all, tell me about who God is to you. You know what your relationship is. What do you believe that you were put on this planet to do? Those kinds of dialogues. If a man has the capacity to dialogue with me on that level, then I know that they may have. Yeah, they, they they may be a prospect, you know. That's ground mm-hmm. that's ground zero that's for where me. We start, right? Yeah, that's round one. Yeah, that's round one. Yeah. yeah, but the but the common interest has everything to do with getting back to probably the most important element of a relationship, which is a communication. Mm-hmm. And the way you better communicate is by having common interests, doing things together. Uh, that's where the conversation starts. So if you don't have any common interests. Uh, you have no communication. And of course, out of communication should come romance. And that's what we marry for. Yeah. We marry for romance. We can have a relationship with anybody, mm-hmm. but we marry for romantic love, not just mm-hmm. love. We can care. We can have love people because we care for them. Yeah. But you marry for romantic love. And that romantic love, I believe, springs out of conversation, which also derives from common interest. And attraction. We, attraction. Mm-hmm. When we're attracted, then we, then we find common interest. We like to go to games together. We like to watch movies together. Mm-hmm. We like to talk about politics. We like to talk about business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like business together. We both are business people. Right. So, so there's some common interests there. And to me, that's where conversation comes. And that's when you can have that great communication. Wonderful. So when you look at yourself as a man and a woman, and any one of you could go first, I'm thinking about uh, characters, uh, especially the Marvel characters. And all the Marvel characters have these superpowers. Yeah. Um, In your relationship, what is your superpower? I would say my superpower is the ability to calm him down. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, to soothe him to be a place of peace yeah, and balance. Just I'm always on four calm down. That's a superpower indeed to be able to do this for him. Yeah, I saw him, I saw him laughing, right? <laughs> and <laughs> you know, he's demonstrating, yeah, he's be doing it all here. the time. You know? <laughs> he's doing it all the time, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And um I love that about her. Yeah. Because she's able to bring me to that place of peace. Um, yeah. I think mine is the ability to understand and love. Um, I think I have the mercy gift. And, and, and what I mean by that is that I'm able to see her perfect in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and with all the flaws, I just see her perfect. In mm-hmm. my eye. And, and so. Um, and he tells me that all the time. You tell mm-hmm. me that all the time that mm-hmm. I'm perfect in his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's not easy. So you got x ray vision. Yeah. X ray vision. Yeah. That's it. You <laughs> that's got it. That's my see, seeing, being able to see, see beyond all of this feminine energy. Yeah. And peel back the layer and, and, and to be layers. able to see the greatness in her. Yeah. See the greatness in that's be- for sure. And, and beauty in her. That's for yeah. sure. You know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I guess don't, that don't leave out the beauty, right? No, <laughs> no. You know, I love her because she's not only beautiful outside, but she's beautiful in, inwardly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and that's important, you know, because mm-hmm. the bottom line is you have to live with somebody. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, the more you're with them, the more you see who they really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some inner character, some something within that that's beautiful also. That's right. I wanna I wanna ask you as a man. Um, and these are for other men because you know you have the traditional role of uh, a husband, mm-hmm. and uh, what you consider your relationship a traditional one and or non traditional one, and why? Ooh, very good question. Um, I, I, I would say I would say it was, it's more non traditional mm-hmm. um, because, as you know, the generation that was kind of like before us. Uh, the man pretty much did everything and everything just catered to him, his needs, his wants. Uh, the women in the marriage were pretty much relegated to just the home and, mm-hmm. and serving his needs. Uh, I, I know our relationship has evolved to something greater than that. What I mean by that is that I, I'm able to celebrate her strengths. I want to push her forward also. I feel like we're better together going forth as opposed to me going out there doing my thing mm-hmm. and her just serving my needs, almost like a doormat. Uh, I hate to say it like that, but that's a terminology that I have to use. Mm-hmm. We grow together. I, I want to celebrate my purpose and I'm not in, in the least wise intimidated by her celebrating her purpose and what she, all the gifts and skills and mm-hmm. talents that she has. I want to push them also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's a little that's a little non traditional. Then we that's the end. Yeah, and I'm still the head. Yeah, that's it. I'm still mm-hmm. the head. I mm-hmm. always say, uh, like even if your wife handles the money, if you have to, that's the scenario in your marriage. If she handles the money, you still are the head. You're the president. Mm-hmm. She's just the accountant. Mm-hmm. So all these things we let allow to, you know, hinder us and frighten men or intimidate men for being the head. No, you're you are the president of your home. She just may have a different role. Yeah. You're talking about intimidation. Yeah. So married to power. Let's let's just um sw- uh flip the script for a moment. Okay. Married to power. Um, how do you actually cultivate a relationship within the confines of, of marriage when you're married to a powerful woman. Mm. <laughs> well, and I, this is for both of you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I think again, it goes back to love and respect. Um, you, you certainly have to make sure that when you love somebody, you always want the best for them, the highest good. Mm-hmm. And that's what agape love is, is sacrificing for the person's highest good. So you want their highest good, but the respect also to recognize, as it says in the beginning, that God created male and female. And so we're both equal in the eyesight of God. We just have different roles to play. And I think that's where a lot of marriages miss it because they don't have defined roles. And mm-hmm. my out and and defined roles is okay. You're going to handle this in the marriage. I'm going to handle this. But we work together as a team. And so mm-hmm. that that's 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 our word. Mm-hmm. We, we use that all the time. We are a team. Right. So the team elements to me cancels out the competition and intimidation. Mm-hmm. And for me, and for me, when you talk about cultivating a relationship when you're married to a person in power. For me, my my relationship with him is just as, if not more powerful than his relationship with those to whom he's assigned. Mm-hmm. Because he needs my relationship to him so that he can be the best of his relationship 
with the entire with the world. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yes, yeah. I cultivate it based upon the fact that there is no one on the planet that can do for him or that can be for him what I am. Mm-hmm. And when I am the best for him in whatever area of his life it is, then he can be powerful, the most powerful in the areas to which he is called to. And that goes both ways. Yeah, and it goes both ways. That goes ways. both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we always say that great ministry or business, whatever arena you're in, mm-hmm. flows out of a strong, healthy marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we, we focus on ministering, cultivating, strengthening one another, mm-hmm. and then we become even that much more effective right. to mm-hmm. those inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, what has been your greatest challenge in maturing your relationship? Mm. Mm. The greatest challenge. Go ahead, tell it. I I think, you know, for me, uh, my greatest challenge, and he's well aware of this because we communicate all the time, Mm -hmm. is um, creating and enforcing boundaries whereby we do not let the business, the business of the ministry, uh, our personal entrepreneurial uh, efforts to invade our personal time and space. And that goes down even to uh, screen time. You know, when do we cut off answering calls, responding to emails, putting out fires? You know, that is to me the greatest family time, you know, with our children. That's the greatest challenge for me is learning how to create boundaries and then enforce those boundaries so that we can make sure we keep first things first. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. And I would say my greatest challenge is, is really being there to be that comfort for her, that encouragement. Because mothers, and she is a mother, mm-hmm. a and um, do so much. I mean, they have this uncanny ability to multitask mm-hmm. that men don't necessarily have. They know how to compartmentalize <laughs> and we don't. So I need to be able to step in to to comfort and, and to, to, to help her and to this encourage her when I see her overwhelmed. When I see that 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 she's throwing herself into the kids and to me and everything, I need to be sensitive to know, okay, baby, you need a break now. I'll handle this today. I'll do this. Because I think that's what encourages her and lets her know that she's not in it by herself. Okay. So for this this part of it, before we wrap up, I want you uh, to look at your, your spouse, your husband, your wife, um, and have a conversation and, and, and give... Um, those that are listening, an opportunity to sort of peer in and eavesdrop in an intimate moment that the two of you will have with one Mm -hmm. another and and just talk to your spouse almost as if none of us are here. And uh, I want you to just handle this this one statement. Mm -hmm. The most powerful thing about you that I would like to cultivate in the next season of our marriage is... Wow. Ooh. The most powerful thing. And, and and tell them why. That I would like to cultivate. Wow. In you. Okay. You um, want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay. The most powerful thing in you that I would want to cultivate uh, is your womanhood. Um, I think you are an amazing woman spiritually uh, from a uh, motherhood perspective, a wife and then your ability to be able to just personify the woman. You look nice all the time. You know how to enhance yourself. Thank you. you know, and um, you just, you're the epitome 
of a woman. And I tell you this all the time because uh, you know how to uh, be a woman, like I said, spiritually, but emotionally. You're Proverbs 31 personified. You're a businesswoman, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't know that you, you are, but you are a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And so I see all those facets of you. And I would love to be able to cultivate that in you where you can begin to pour that into other women, mm-hmm. whether through a speaking platform, uh, through books, mm-hmm. some of the things you're doing now, webinars, all, all of that. Yeah. So that you can be that powerful uh, influencer in the lives of other women. Well, thank you. Um, I think one of the, the most powerful things about you that I would like to cultivate is the way your ability to see yourself in the light of who you really are. Um, in other words, I mean, you know, you are so much to so many people, so powerful, so wise, uh, so trustworthy, so worthy of honor. I think I want to cultivate the way you see yourself in the eyes of other people, you know, so that you raise your level of awareness, yeah. you know, of who you really are, your worth. You know, not that you have a low self-worth, but sometimes we are our worst own critic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to cultivate your awareness of, of how people see you because people see, you know, that you, the magnitude of your greatness sometimes I think more than you do. I want to cultivate it in you in the next okay. season. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you have heard it from the horse's mouth. Amen. Andrew, you're strong. Your next year does not have to look anything like your last. God bless you all. God bless you. Thank you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.